Okay. Welcome to Almo's World Podcast. This is Almo Ador and um, your host. And I have my friend Notera. Uh, Notera, can you uh, introduce yourself? Hey, my name is Notera Vescoma, and that's a name I gave myself. Is all right here to introduce myself first. Is I'm probably around thirty something. I I don't hold to like how people reinforce their ages into themselves. So I just stopped counting at some point. Or I actually changed my age a lot. And I think I changed my age to be born in like 1990 at this point. But anyway, so that's my introduction. And okay. <laughs> okay, where are you from, man? Um, born in Hawaii and in Washington, Washington State, America. Uh, and w- what have you been up to lately? Or what do you do? Well, making music, building a house, all sorts of crazy stuff. Right, can, can I just jump into my worldview? And why, why I or why I'm different, and then how my worldview exists from that. Sure. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. So I had a phase of dropping entirely out of society, or being in college, and then immediately dropping out and going super far into the wild on top of a mountain and meditating for like two years. Just like cougars and skunks were the creatures that I was friends with, and during that time, I did like, or I read "Be Here Now" and other influential books learned Tibetan dream yoga and at some point made a mantra to entirely remove the conscious entity in my body and I did like months of no no speaking at all and at, at some point I did did an entire month of anytime my brain would wander to anything else I would instead bring it back to repeating a mantra with the purpose of removing any conscious entity from my body and then and yeah no drugs or whatever either and then I did seven days of sleep deprivation at the end of that and reached a state of there being blackness everywhere and days of just not being no senses except blackness and hallucination and i had like my inner voice was infinite length and anything i repeated would go infinitely and i i reached a point where i was able to see living things through stuff like hold a blanket up to my face and i would see trees behind it and they'd be exactly where the trees were, but they'd have leaves instead of needles. So it was like some symbolism translation thing. But anyway, after that, I became like all sorts of spirits and entities and such. And I went through, that was years and years ago. So I'm like the repercussions of that eventually. And so I'm very automatically human stuff doesn't stick with me and I'm sort of like spirits of the void and various creatures and I, I had like two years where I was like the divinity of fate and like I had up to 16 dreams a night and most of them were like of the future and and what would happen or yeah I got it down to a science pretty much at that point like like how hair color would be more correct than someone's gender a lot and like be able to yeah measuring prophecy basically and then, and yeah, and then I was another person, then another person. I was a mythical super witch at one point, and then I was a giant spirit horse from space that was also an nanobot at one point. And that was just who I was in my self-image. And it would like feel weird to walk around without hooves, things like that, where it's just like entirely overlays who I am, but with cool abilities. Like I could make cool music, and I can have amazing skills without really like without it being my niche so oh yeah also it's a weird stuff and now at this point i'm notera and doing all my own new stuff like jumping into commentarying on things and all sorts of things and things like that 
And one thing that holds true no matter what is that I am non-human. So, like, someone says, we humans, this and that, it's, like, it automatically triggers sort of disgusted me if they try to hold me to it, and it, like, triggers a sort of defense mechanism immediately. So that that's who I am, and that's me. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a friend just like you, bro. Nice. I have another friend. His name his name is his name is Micah Stone. He's a he calls himself a mystic philosopher. But he he what he does is that um, he he doesn't abide by other other philosophies or or like intake other uh, points of views and just uh, explores himself more. Uh-huh. And he 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 talks about like the 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 eternal war between the light the darkness and that you have he has to stay in the gray and and that kind of stuff he also like has uh um uh what do you call that like practices with rituals and that stuff and then he and then he makes weapons that he he sort of you know blesses and stuff so it's really awesome to talk to him and he he even talked about having like a, a spirit um like uh, uh talk to him and intru- was like a deceptive spirit though he the, the spirit pretended to be part of his uh, subconscious but eventually was able to decipher that it was like an evil jinn and that that kind of stuff but he also says that he had like previous uh lives before that and he 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 was able to know them you know and i i love talking to 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 uh, yeah, you guys dope. it's it's a it's a refresh from the normal human uh-huh. being and but you're not human i'm right? not human and so it is a refresh from a normal human being but and also i think it's cool that or i love meeting people like that and, and it is interesting how it's like i and or them share these similarities where we just don't intake human things at all and go entirely our own direction and where does this stuff come from but but it is also interesting how it's like then the details of the beliefs and things are mine are entirely different than his but it's a cool like respecting over that uh-huh. although it is the attributing stuff, attributing stuff in his mind to items is cool, and I I definitely do that, and I've used it to great effect, especially since I make music. So I put symbolism and energy into things, and then I can listen to it like a thousand times and create the pattern that it's doing, like bring it into reality, which I've used to get places. I or, uh-huh, or yeah, but music is powerful. Okay, can I ask you then? Um, can you tell us the the story of how you came about to? Uh, be uh, transcendent and not not become non-human and become Nautera? Um, huh, Nautera specifically. Um, because in my mind, I sort of gather spirits and entities, like how that guy had a spirit talking to him. I then after that initial meditation, it was like spirit central where I would suddenly be basically possessed for a long time and then like have a, have a spirit doing a bunch of stuff and talking to me. And then I would have, and then another one. And so I, I initially was like, you know, various spirits that didn't know each other, having power struggles and things, and then sort of like a world, like instead of being one conscious entity, it's like watching as a bunch of them inside me are doing things and, and interacting with each other. And then eventually it's sort of like civilization formed and... Like ultimately, a few gained mm-hmm. power enough to maintain their own hold of everything, and then just grew from there. And then I started writing books and 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 learned a lot about 
Vedic bhakti yoga about how bhakti is like you focus on Vishnu for a bazillion years with the correct like I love Vishnu and all that and then someone becomes like Vishnu and so it's basically this where it's simulated mental entities and and they can have effects into reality and and then just like I can make stories about them and do you have like mantras or chants about um, about Vishnu and stuff? Not about Vishnu because I do all my own things, but that's a it's a good comparison. Or like here, one of my one of my strong uh, someone who I can become to just sway everyone into symbiotic like interaction with me. Here's a good mantra that I just suddenly stay up seven days uh, weeding through the English language to make it perfect. Is like passion of eternal fire, placed with purpose, all desire, pride and prowess, always higher, using power to inspire. Someone sacred, sound inside a soothing bell, the purest white, the beacon of a living night, a symphony of starry light, etc., etc. It goes on and on. But but it builds an energy like a song. And, cool. well... Okay. And But I'm really interested, though, um, to who you were before you became non-human, you know? Like, how how that journey came about. I, can you uh, please elaborate? That? Um. Well, I... When I was two years old, I had a frontal lobe injury, which is the exact time where the one hemisphere starts going faster than the other, or the parallel processor side supposedly slows down and the other one grows faster. And so what I believe happened is that, you know, injure a kid at that exact age and then their brain will regrow. And so I'm sure there was weird frontal lobe wiring. And so... I've I've always just been very subconsciously led. Like I can I can just suddenly spontaneously do something and it's it's always very surprisingly smart. Or like I like here I suddenly had a dream that someone was going to get murdered and it was so strong that it forced me to take my stuff and go way into the forest. And then I came back and there was screaming and it was a dog had pulled a hog from somewhere over and had killed it. But things like that, where it's just like entirely subconsciously, like like I seem like a human sort of, but even from the start, very subconsciously controlled in ways that are like like which normal human would would act on that and actually do the things and then and then have the things happen. And so, well, in my country, that that there's a lot of guys that like that. Yeah, it's just normal here. here. Not yeah. <laughs> I've thought about that a bunch. Like there are places in India, and I don't I don't really know your country, but. But there have been places where it's like people doing that is more normal, but definitely not here. Here it's like I go through a place and I watch the niches sort of get built on me. And a lot of times it's like I have to, nope, I'm not a witch. No witch hunts here. And it's like I'm in the middle of a bunch of Christians and stuff. It is interesting. It is a more defensive place than if I was in India and, and where I would be like a guru or whatever. But just so you know, I I, I I am a Christian, but I would not judge you for that. Uh -huh. um, yeah, I've... it's uh, it's, yeah. it's something. I I, I, I have such an open mind, and I I actually mm -hmm. am able to understand other people. Yeah, I've I have met and respect Christians and and people of all the beliefs. And actually, because I have this weird spirit stuff, I even had like a Jesus week where I focused on Jesus and had a bunch of really great things happen. And a bunch of very highly believing Christians came across my path and interacted with them. And yeah, or I, I'm not even a disbeliever, but the people I'm talking about, though, are like, or, you know, crazy American, like, witches, that type of thing. So if I, if I think different or if I'm too open, 
then it becomes risky instead of cool. You were saying that when you were two that you had this frontal lobe injury. And so what happened when you were like in the, the teens or in your 20s? Um, I just kept escalating sort of. I, I was very charismatic and nice in school and very weird. And I seemed sort of normal, except I never did homework and like no one could force me to do anything. And I also always switched like... I would sit with the goth kids one day and then the next day I'd sit in the hallway with the artist person and then or like I was just a different person all the time but no one really knew and then and then I dropped out and then like took the GED and did super high or yeah a lot of my intelligence is very like savant level all across the board and and from that, the people at the college convinced me to take the test and go into college. And then that's where I went into college, but I still switched my major like every few days and still didn't do homework, but then aced the test. And or like, yeah, I made a bunch of, I didn't do homework, but then I knew the subject and researched the subject. And then my projects sort of, the teachers fudged me to get, or fudged the stuff to get me by because I, I would do like, the optic tectum is in the brain resembles these parts of the inside of a of a cell of the, of the cell nucleus DNA was one of my like in the first the first class of biology I, that was like my thesis on something and it and it had to do with some something people thought was junk DNA and what what its purpose was and I think I think I had solved it. But because of that, I just never did homework, but the teachers sort of fudged stuff to get me by. But then I just dropped out, and then and now I'm here. And that's where I, when I went onto the mountain and did all the meditating and furthering myself. And then and then came back into society like two years later and can, did stuff, did stuff, did stuff, and now I'm here. Like tutored a kid and got him beyond, yeah, got him beyond college level in a bunch of things like at age 10 and eventually here. But at this point, I guide myself. I guide myself with music, like if I like to get here, this this giant farm with horses. I created, or yeah, I I was in Vermont programming cryptocurrencies, and then I came back here to Washington, and I didn't like where I was, so I made a song that symbolized storms and chaos, and then going to a nice beautiful place with horses and then I listen to it a bunch to get to put the pattern into my subconscious and then I just follow intuition and do what I feel I should and listen to the spirits do what they say and then everything aligns so eventually I'm here in this beautiful farm with horses and stuff so oh yeah so because my subconscious Dude, you're you're a genius <laughs> or my subconscious is a genius you're a genius uh, Well, sort of, except I do everything by intuition is basically what it's like. Like, feel what to do and then do that next thing, mm -hmm. and then feel what to do and do that next thing. Which, you being a Christian, I assume you're spirity, and you can relate probably on some of that. That sometimes you can feel just yeah, the correct yeah. thing to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, what about, yeah. like, a philosophy? Have you explored okay. that? Yeah. Okay. I was gonna say. Oh, wait, but, but yeah, say some. Say what? 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 what, what? Uh -huh. Or no? It's, mm -hmm. it's, this is the topic. Is the worldview thing? Non-human is. I do not limit my own beliefs according to what people around me say, and so a lot of that eventually just makes me non-human, sort of. 
because I find when people say, oh, we humans this or we humans that, that they are taking blame for things that other people that aren't them did. Like, oh, we humans did this terrible thing, or mm -hmm. we humans deforest, and they have to solve it. It's like, I don't put myself in that group. I do not deforest. I never would. And and so I, watch, I think social media encourages that also, where people feel that they are part of the larger group. And I see that limit them and make them take blame for things they would never do. And so I, I sort of just see that in the back of my mind all the time whenever someone says something about humans. And and it just like forces me to not be in that group, and so that's that's as far as worldview and people's unique worldviews, that's probably one of the worldviews that I have not or I've occasionally found like crazy people that hear spirits and who identify as a demon or whatever that also view themselves as non-human, but but I think the philosophy behind my non-human worldview that I just explained is is like my worldview thing that I would share on your worldview podcast. <laughs> okay, cool. So, and, and, um, when you define non-human, so I would have to ask you what, how do you define human? What is well, human? Human is an interesting label or box that people have created. That's a mental category, which has a bunch of baggage with it. Or it's a bunch of attributes. Humans are this, and humans are that, and humans have done these things, and humans have these attributes. And at this point, it's it's a giant box that the individuals themselves did not create, and it just sort of yeah has tons infinite connotations on it. And and so it's that box that's cool. human. And that's the box that I've okay. put myself in. So in in. But why do you avoid it, though? Because I, I do not have those attributes, or any attributes I have, or any connotations, or any things that I take blame for. I like to have power over what those are, and so I did not create the human box, and I. Okay, so don't have those uh, let's say that um, human. Let's say that human means, um, someone with uh, human biology, not in not a dog's biology. Would you be human without without all the blame and responsibility? That is a good question. Would you call yourself that human? Is, that's an amazing question. I've thought about that. My automatic feeling, like even when someone says something like that, is to decline and be like, nope. I think it has to do with my actual self-image of myself, like physically not being human. Like that sometimes I view myself as a horse or view myself as a other thing because because my self-image just functions oh. differently okay yeah but but i don't know that's just my feeling that's like that that's where i am on my exploration of my own self is yeah mm -hmm. is the biology part like i don't identify as human when you know the human box and labeling but for some reason i'm definitely like nope not human even when like people are questioning biological body so, anyway, that's the unknown exploration part that I'm on. Okay. So, how about, like, sexuality? How would you define it? Um, you mean, like, gender or sexuality? Or... 
Well, how do you define sexuality? Um, huh. I would say the type of entity that someone is attracted to, or, or I I view most okay. I view most stuff as having to do with life paths, and that every that things mm -hmm. are like things are meant to happen, and so like if a guy is, is meant to have their have 10 life partners and three of them are guys and seven of them are women then that's if they're meant to do that on their life path and their life life path is supposed to twist in and out and meet those other people then that's how their sexuality would represent it and that's how their attraction would be or if someone's supposed to be like in a monogamous relationship with the opposite gender of a specific person then then that's what their attraction would be so that they encounter that person and and that, and that everything mm -hmm. flows how it's supposed to flow and and so in my opinion it's a yeah i guess that's just a good explanation of it interesting okay so and in the in a sense then um you don't like see people as or be as straight or or pansexual or bisexual is just that we all have certain differences and taste on who who we want to have sex with or what we want to have sex with uh-huh right yeah right yeah that everyone is a unique entity and they're structured perfectly so that reality flows how it should be and and in case of sexual things it would be mm. so that they attract to and repulse the specific things that they're supposed to so that you know so so that the herd of all creatures flows how it's supposed to and the entity a and entity b are interacting mm -hmm. closely while entity b and entity c are not and and that yeah and that mm -hmm. the labels themselves are just labels and that yeah Mm -hmm. okay then what specific um like influence has brought you to this path in your life was it some did you have like an influencer shall uh person that showed you how to live this kind of life um i i would say that not really because i automatically have a repulsion from external influences and I just have such strong internal like influences that that generate things continuously, but that I did I think have a catalyst though, which was the book "Be Here Now" by Ram Dass. I read at one point when I was already up on the mountain meditating, but coming across the story of the Maharaji, who was apparently a holy man. Oh yeah, the the self realization fellowship. Um, self realization. That probably or those words sound accurate. I although I haven't heard them before. But or that yeah. was probably the thing, although I don't know. And but anyway, how he was just sort of flowing with the universe as a perfect gem and didn't really have a conscious entity in his body, and how apparently, or the story was he had or. How I took it, which is apparently how I was supposed to take it, was that he had done some mantra to remove the conscious entity from his body. And so he had eventually to have a retinue of people around him that would, like, so he 
wouldn't wander into the forest or disappear or anything. But because of because of, because of his perfect flowing with the universe without a conscious entity blocking what he was doing, then he would just like pull accurate information from the void and there's a story of him like tapping Ramdas on the head and then Ram Ramdas woke up like two hours later or something in the village and apparently he'd been crying. Or yeah, sort of just total miracle things that someone with a conscious entity automatically blocking the things that they're doing can't do. And so that was influential on me. And then I started exploring the different mantras and the, attributing energies to different things and seeing the power of it. And then got into the super extremes of no other thoughts beside this mantra that I've custom designed myself for a month plus. And I was like doing sign language finger spelling the thing while thinking it, while saying it, all sorts of things. And, and then I realized the power of it because I actually did change myself quite heavily with it. So that would be the catalyst mm -hmm. that I had. Okay, was was Mahari Raji like the the guy who who was had, like was so big in America that at that time, like in the nineteen seventies, um, and then he consciously exited his body and become part of the uh, ethereal or I think the, maybe the, I don't know the yeah, part of the, the time era is correct for. Ramdas, or Ramdas was a guy who learned from the Maharaji, but I believe the Maharaji, which means king apparently, is was the name for someone named Baba something, who was I looked it up on Wikipedia much later, and he was a guy in India who was just like holy and sacred from the start and did miracles everywhere, and he yeah he would just wander around and do miracles, and apparently like a hundred ashrams or yeah were made for him or something or he he was very 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 magical and just doing things magically and then i think he was in india forever but ramdas was the white guy who went over and then learned from him and then brought it back to america and okay. and then yeah cool white guys and non-racist i mean uh, there's but my yeah. mm -hmm. okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, true, true. And then, um, what about your definition of what is good and evil? Do you have? Uh, do that? I have that? Because I'm, I'm a very strong believer in fate, or that, so that everything happens because of something else before it, and that does sort of rule out fault. And it's still that I should be a good person. Well, okay, here, let's get deep into it then. So, especially because of the dreams and and just a lot of things having to do with what the future would be and it being accurate so often for me that that fate is a huge concept for me and a very like it's just automatically true thing in my reality and a, a lot of that does interact interestingly with good and evil because it does mean that nothing's really anyone's fault like whatever someone was going to do is whatever they're supposed to do so reality aligns that way from from a bigger perspective like re aligns for everyone how it's supposed to and so so that everyone's symbolism is correct and just tons of different actors all inter intermeshing so that everything is perfect for each one of them how it's supposed to be and and so so someone can't really be at fault for anything they do even if they're considered evil but then upon realizing that it's like well so whoever i am is just my choice in who i am 
like the events before this aligned so that I'm this person. And then at that point, it's sort of like I have creator tools where I can, it's up, it's up to me if I choose to be good or evil. And, and it's, I view it as a sort of made up mental category is what it seems like, where it's like, you know, perspective, I choose what's good, I choose what's evil, or culture does, if I was influenced by culture. But then that it's up to me to hold to hold to being good. But but then upon delving deeper into it, it's like really good is what is supposed to be the case. Because if we put a bunch of evil out into the world, which is actually our home, then we're making our home a bad place with bad people that are doing bad things. And it's like, I would automatically want the place where I am to be good and uplifting and upbuilding to me. And su supporting me and pushing me forward how to a better person, and that only happens with putting good out into the world and not bad, um, unless like you using bad or aggression or hostility to remove things that are bad so that everything is better. So that's how I view good and evil. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Well, um, I guess that I've, um, you're a very, very unique person. I have to admit, you know, and but and then how do you view like logic or uh, epistemological approaches to to how you understand the, the world? Because it seems that in a way you you are more focused on intuition, uh -huh. and I, I I guess that for me I would also recognize intuition as a sort of. Uh, a reliable way to attain knowledge especially in spiritual uh -huh. uh, things so how would you look at logic um i i do a weird mix it's it's hard for me to differentiate the two a lot of times because i'm just feeling what to say or like huh there are these three words i could say next this one feels like the correct one to do which i i don't even see the words anymore but but it's still like intuiting what it is but then i look at what i've typed or written or the path my mind traveled and it's something that explains some facet of the universe and it's really clear and nice and and a lot of times it can delve entirely beyond or like probably a bunch of things in this conversation is i never read or heard of any of these things but i just automatically feel that they're true and then i look at the thing and it's like oh yeah music does build patterns like that and you can build them into yourself and the subconscious does act upon pa patterns and and the aligning reality and all that is it feels surprisingly logical to me even though it's intuited but i can also like look at something entirely in the realm of science and do the same thing where it's i intuit and feel the correct answers and then I look at it and yup it's very logical and occasionally boundary pushing which is nice but mm. but so that's why they aren't they aren't really separate for me it's like I do all of it the same way or it's all intuition and by feeling and so whether it comes out as logic or whether I intentionally am trying to lie or make up something and then it comes out as false it's it's still all generated through intuition so it's like like they aren't really opposing or different things. It's like intuition is the thing above and generating everything else. And then mm -hmm. logic is within that and created. But but I am pretty weird or that that is one of the things that 
that I think humans and most creatures experience some where their intuition is and and their slight feelings on words and their slight feelings of what's correct and what to do are influencing them although I just see it very vividly and just flow along with it okay cool so and then when we talk about for example purpose and meaning in your life what would that be huh that's a good question I I a lot of times do just I'm very non-curious in that I just sort of gain or receive information but I don't actively seek or push my own like who am I and all this stuff I just maybe get a dream answering the thing and and I don't push for it so but I would say I'm very ambitious and believe that humans for the most part are too unambitious probably because the people around them are very unambitious and that that I that I personally have taken the path of just grow as fast as I can on my like building houses, constructing things, programming, making visual art, music, like anything I can. And that that I think a lot of humans reach adulthood and they get in, into a job and they're like, well, I do this one thing. And then they accept that that is all they'll do. When mm-hmm. I, I just okay. don't view myself that way. So, and I have also, or last thing I would say on that is I've also noticed that getting really far into music and getting really far into visual arts, for example, then those two things help each other. And I realize how to create energy and patterns in music, and then I can take that directly into visual arts. And even if I haven't done visual arts for as many years as music, it's still suddenly much higher quality than had I not done the both of them. And that I believe pretty much learning everything works that way, where learning things in the one, you can convert it to symbolism and attribute it to another thing that you What is your view of self and uh, it means that because you're non-human i guess that it I, I, that actually means that you're like uh you you free yourself from the responsibilities or blame of other humans actions so that's your definition not non-human but mm-hmm. or humans that, yeah i don't even say other humans it's just yeah yeah just humans then but what is your sense of self yeah what is it um huh so I see myself as some giant overarching entity and then from a observer perspective and then I watch the the preferences choosing what I'm doing and which thoughts appear and all that and I watch them be tinted with the different lower influences like if I'm my nice spirit horse then I watch my thoughts and the things that I do and the things I feel I have energy for and what I'm driven to do be slightly different than if I'm Noterra, for example. And But from all of this, I, I watch as an overarching observer entity, just observing my own thoughts and the things I'm doing and and watching how things flow as they're supposed to with, with my actual self having no name. I bet there are... Yeah, I, or one thing is, I bet there are probably equivalents in Hinduism with like how they have Brahma and all that stuff. There are different levels of self. I just I haven't researched into it because it's not my religion. Then my 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 question would be is that, um, 
what what how do you describe your experience right now as to why you're so different you know what is the the phenomenological uh, uh, uh thing that's happening where average humans would not experience but you as a non-human would like have this and you could actually have this sort of knowledge and lead you to this path what's uh, that well how is it is is the question sort of why am i so far on this path and what is the what is the purpose of it or that that's how i take your question i'm not sure what it is i mean i mean like um okay but, but what but my question is like what sort of experience are you are you having that's di- that that's different from from humans um, i would say in answer to both our questions is that i view myself as much higher potential and continuing to grow in potential in that most humans limit themselves in a myriad of different ways and because i don't do that and my belief systems are happy only applying to myself and being invalid for everyone else. But because of that, I can just grow in power infinitely in all my different things, that I watch my potential grow very huge and continue to grow, and I'm just like, well, we'll see what happens. Maybe I'll take over the world or whatever. Or I'll... But right now I'm commentarying on all the local things and I'm watching just because of the, qu- the quality of my commentary that I'm starting to like secretly amass a following. And just like if I continued that while continuing to grow my word choice and my ability to think clearly, like where would that lead? But in like all these things though, like I can combine that with music or identifying all the species of the region and then making an app to, to do stuff with that information. Or, yeah, so so that's how I feel about the non-humanness thing, is that it initially started as sort of weird, but because I've just continued to grow without limits, then a lot of these things are starting to reach into the very promising stage. Sort of like how you got your first Patreon guy. Is I'm, I'm hoping to achieve my first milestones, and and starting to look like I'm getting there. But without limits. So that's so. So my my future is very hopeful because of this, because I do just grow without limit. And so it's what is the potential that can be created? Like I have my own programming language that I've been creating already, and, and things like that, which are just like super high potential if that continues and grows. Dude, you like uh, succeeding in so much music programming. I can't even write. HTML. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah. Well, I, uh, I I did it by creating, vivifying in a story, an entity that named Allo that was a programmer that learned everything super fast and some divine creature. And then I went to Vermont and I took that name and was named Allo in Vermont. And I just got into programming cryptocurrencies. Damn. And and it was like I had I I had never programmed on computer before. Whoa. I had just like two months ago, two months ago I learned um, how to use Droid Script for phone, and that was my first scripting. And then I went to Vermont and had never programmed on computer. And then, like, in 
less than a month, maybe two weeks, I had gone through like three different languages and then I learned HTML, JavaScript, and CSS in like a week. I went through the entire language. Mm-hmm. I, I coded for 64 hours straight one time, no drugs. But but that's the overlaying a different entity with different attributes and different niches. And then it's like, I just whoosh into having my own attributes be correct for that. And, and that's an example of it. This reminds me of like Carl Jung. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure you're, you, you, like, you know him, you know, it's... He was really deep into. Mm-hmm. Haven't researched him, but heard of him. Mm-hmm. Yep. He's deep. He was deep into mysticism, and he has this uh, red book. And I read his first chapter. It was so crazy what he was writing, <laughs> but the crazy in in a way that um is special because he's also a a famous psychologist. So far reaching. Yeah. Uh huh. I have not read his stuff because I avoid I avoid other people's things, but it. I I have felt that like ooh he's someone who was far on his own path and it was a cool path. I guess that um well, in my opinion this is what, this is what it is you know um we human beings have uh, have like because of the secularism and the scientism there's this illusion that that the spiritual side or sort of 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 our consciousness or of being has been ultimately ignored in society you know and so we have these individuals who have been genetically i don't know maybe uh, environmentally uh uh brought about to be inclined to more and more to the spiritual realm or side of the of the human being and that and they sort of go into isolation in order to and separate from society in order to explore their their selves more and through that, through like isolation, uh, they their 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 potential as as li- like you is is maximized because, and and th- this is how I see it as a Christian, you know, because um you know, I, 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 I know that um you would respect my view that uh that we I in my opinion like we human beings ha- are ultimately spiritual creatures also. And but but then that at one point that this sort of uh, spiritual side of us that has been broken, and there are like remnants that, and some people are born like with little skill in it or or abilities in it, and some with uh, super uh, strong sixth sense and stuff, and and so we arrive at people like you, bro, who have these. Uh, uh, connection with the, the spiritual side of him, and is able to manifest it, especially in in your normal life. That's awesome. Yes, sure. Although I, of course, view myself as non-human, and that I just came in totally externally. But here, can I say two things on that? Is the one is I my first thought as you were saying that is that I do take a very wayward path. However, I also, because I'm very strange, I meet a lot of strange people that have taken very wayward paths. And I see that that Christianity, for example, is a safe path and that it allows high spirituality. And it is like, it's like this, basically. But, but it's also safe. And I've met a lot of people that go their wayward infinite potential spiritual paths that don't have any guiding force and then 
they go very powerful, but they fall into what I call spirit traps, where it's like, or example being a woman who attributed a bunch of stuff to a pendulum and that she was getting good guidance from using a pendulum, and then she lost her pendulum, and that just messed her up, and she had horrible guidance and did a bunch of bad things. But like that, where people that go their wayward paths, they need something, in my opinion, guiding them somehow, like that's also on the spiritual level. Because I've met a bunch that, that do sink into what I would call evil, or they just mess themselves up somehow because they fall into a spirit trap, is what I would call it. And yeah, and I I personally got around that and continued my spiritual growth while stepping around the holes, because some of my first things upon becoming non-human, basically removing the conscious entity from my body and being spirits instead, was that some of my first things were the manipulation of fate, and so aligning paths so that everything was great for me all the time. And that some of my favorite uh, human deities going into that were like Athena, for example, who would guide the heroes and have the impenetrable shield that prevents all bad things. But good symbolism like that, or I think she has amazing symbolism, and I have a bunch of my own equivalents to that, where it's like someone having a strong focus, which is, yep, my path is good, no matter what, my destiny is good. Everything that happens is for my good. And I'm a good person. And in on a spiritual level, where it's like, it is for sure this way. All the events in reality align so that they are good. And I think having a strong belief in that, that's on a spiritual level, yeah, that's spiritually powerful, is important for people to not hit spirit traps. Because I've seen people without that belief and they hit spirit traps. I just wanted to say that about the wayward spiritual people and their potential. Yeah, and, and then... What do you mean by wayward spiritual people? Though it, it, I, I have never heard, heard people that are not people that because you you are correct. It is interesting how there is weird ratios of some people are very spiritual and some people are muggles, as I would call them, from Harry Potter, where people with no magic, and and there's the entire spectrum between that and and it can change. Like I can raise mm -hmm. spiritual puppies. And I can make I can make them have self-images where they're magical, and then reinforce that. And I can grow their magic level. And I've done it to myself. I can raise my own spirit level, as I would call it, super high to where I'm like finding weird Indian stones and just coming across things that are totally beyond what what muggles or people with lower belief would believe. And yeah, is it interesting how there's that entire array of people born with? and having reached different levels of spirituality. But do you believe that though? That some people or most people are muggles? Um, I, be I believe it's very, that there is some, some interesting born with attribute because people are like, some people can, like my family was very non-spiritual. And yet, even when I was a super young kid, I had a voice that told me how to pray and asked me to pray. And it said like, and it was an interesting way where it was like attribute these up to 20-something different different ideas to a word and then repeat the word every night. And it was very like, this is the exact system you're supposed to do. Do it. But my, my own family, though, was like very atheist and laughed at religious people. So there is some, at, some attribute of like people just being born automatically differently, even if 
like even if the people around them act one way. But so so I see that as true from my own reality. But also that that it is changeable and that like people can become become Christian or have a spiritual thing later along their path. And then you know, become spiritual and have spirituality grow. Cool. Dude, you know... But, um, here, here. One, one last thing on mm -hmm. that spirit level. Can I say one last thing, though? Is, But, so getting into music, though, and I believe visual arts works the same way, the big ultimate thing is that spirit level is a changeable thing. And I have multiple songs where, like, the purpose and energy of the song specifically raises the level of spirituality. I, or I have one song that... This symbolizes going up into space and then, or yeah, elevating, going up into space, like ascending in some religions. And then it's actually written intuitively backwards and forwards at the same time. So if you reverse it, it plays identically. And yet it's harmonious. So it's some like total magic song. But I, I'm, and it symbolizes just going up in spirit level, basically, going up a level. And some, some woman who, I met who was into like doing dangerous stuff and entirely non-spiritual and watched horror movies and all sorts of stuff. And she'd like, yeah, she did dangerous stuff and she, that song just caught her and she listened to it like 80 to 90 times. And then the next I knew I, next I met her, she was all into chakras and mantras and didn't, didn't watch or she was very attentive to every, all media she put in herself. And then eventually she like divorced or Last I knew, she was on a path to divorcing the the guy who she had met when she was back into horror movies and stuff, and was just like working at some meditation workshop. And you know, her her life had entirely just continued to amp up in spirit level from that. So that that's my my realization from my own path as far as people being born spirity or not born spirity is that. I've done enough altering of that with songs and the energy and patterns in songs that that I'm getting that one to a science. Not to be like boastful or anything, but it's just along my path. I, I definitely moderate my own spirit level with with music and with the things around me. Or like if I weave stones into the trees and arrange everything and have gems and whatever around me, it's it's much more inducive to high level spiritual events than if I was in a trash heap. But same aspect with so sounds and all sorts of powerful shapers. Yeah, truly. So bro. spirit level is changeable mm -hmm. by the things you influence yourself with. Yeah, true. Mm -hmm. I guess so. And then, um, and I think, and to be honest, like everyone has the potential to be able to explore their sp spirituality, you know. And you're right, like music and other things mm -hmm. could assist in that. It could be instrumental in in having that spiritual yeah. journey and uh, i want to ask you one last question bro because it's almost an hour and it's been awesome talking to you and um my question yeah, would be a <laughs> question would be uh, what would be your advice to someone who, uh, who is listening right now who would like to also reach their maximum potential and if you want to like suggest any uh, anything like plug that would be awesome I would say the follow yourself, of course, but probably best guidance is that you you do need a good destiny. Somehow your belief has to shape up to be like everything is going how it's supposed to uh, for your good. 
and the good of reality in three, but at least for your good is the key thing because yeah, you can even look around at spirity people that have had paths that don't do that and they get all into like bad spirits messing with them and stuff and that that is avoidable, but you have to like, you have to have a good destiny. Somehow your belief has to have a good destiny with it. And here, and the last thing I will share is a meditation. This will be the plug thing. Is an actual another time when I was up on the mountain meditating, I just followed intuition with every little thought and movement for like four hours after sleep deprived, de depriving myself again because I find that's a very useful tool for making neurons like be really powerful in what they do and hallucinating and stuff. But so I just followed intuition continuously and eventually got to a visualization where there was a Native American Indian guy or person, entity, and I was in a railroad place. And they eventually conveyed to me a meditation, which is that you hold the palm of one of your hands up, and then with your other hand, you take a finger and you just tap lightly in the middle of your palm. But the thing that you do is you are not the finger that's tapping. You're the palm that's feeling the finger. And so you just continuously place your conscious feeling into the palm and not the moving finger. So you're just totally still. You're, you're just the feeling thing. And then I actually did it for hours at the time and it was super hard and I didn't really manage it. But then... Like a few years later, I, I just thought to do it again, and I was getting much better at it. And I think the core thing that does is that it takes your consciousness from being the thing that's acting within your body and deciding the movements to being the thing that's just observing and feeling. And, and this is not a meditation learned anywhere external or from humans. This is just, you know, straight from the void from me. But that's what it does, and it makes sense. And and that's a that's a weird spirity that's the that's the plug thing. It's a weird spirity tool that most people won't do, but it's it's a thing that does lead to being more able to flow with the things that are hap that you're supposed to do. So that's the end of it. Thanks for tuning in, guys. This is your host Elmo Ador Jr. And thank you for listening in. And please subscribe. Please follow us on Facebook. Please, please follow this. Please. Thanks. Thank you.